Hello, and welcome to the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. I am Sarah Noble, a certified shamanic energy medicine practitioner, somatic embodiment coach, Akashic Record reader, spiritual mentor, and teacher of energy management and meditation. This podcast is born from my passion to help you reconnect with your heart and intuition. In each episode, you'll hear me channel guided spiritual information for a guest around a specific question or decision in their life. Afterwards, I break down the call so you can better understand how to connect with your own intuitive gifts, your spirit guides, and soul family. I will also give you practical exercises and tools that you can use to deepen your understanding of how to use this in your day-to-day life. Now, without further ado, let's get on to our caller. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show today. I apologize for my voice. I have a little cold, so sound a little stuffy. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and got to share some memories and time and food with family and friends. Before we dive into our show today, I did want to tell you about an exciting offering that my friend Alyssa Kennedy and I are having for the end of the year. We have created something we're calling an Intuitive Soul Awakening, and it'll run from December 31st through January 6th. There's going to be three live calls and then some awakening exercises. And the idea is to release 2021 with intention and then call in for 2022 what it is you really want to create for this year. What would you really, really love to have? And how can you call that in in a super supported, held container as you move into 2022? There's also a new moon that falls inside this awakening. So we're very, very excited to have you be part of it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for anybody who's interested in finding out a little bit more and joining us. It's a free offering. And we're just super excited to really just share with our communities and be together in a sacred held space as we move into the new year together. So this is our our gift to you. And we look forward to seeing you there. And for our call today, Catherine is coming to the call in a bit of a transition, finishing out a career and really wondering what the next steps are for her as she looks at it through the lens of her soul. So super in alignment with everything I love. And in this call, we do talk about, um, you know, the proverbial stepping off the cliff and being on a spiritual journey. We also talk about time and how it really comes from us and we can create it. It also leads us to talk about soul gifts and Akashic Record readings and shamanic back doors, so a part of the shamanic mythology of closing back doors. And we touch on past lives and what those mean and a little bit of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. So I hope you enjoy my call with Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I am in a moment of transition. I have been on one career path for almost 20 years, and I have recently taken a sabbatical from that occupation. Um, It's a two-year sabbatical, and I have been 
exploring other options, spending a lot of time in nature, doing art, um, learning about spirituality. And I am wondering sort of what's next. I don't feel like I can go back and the, do the job I used to have in the same way. And so I'm looking for a little bit of guidance because I also have now have some interests in other options. And so um, I guess I'm just looking for some, some clarity or some guidance about what are my next steps. That would be really in service of my highest self, not just what I can do because I have done it, but what I really, what my soul wants to do. So the images that you're showing me are sort of raft that's on a track. And then there's also this image of a bobsled. <laughs> and so that I same idea where there's a carriage and then there's a track. The way that the information is presenting, it's that there's a part of you that is afraid to get off the track that you, <laughs> is that resonating? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're safe in your little carriage and you're on the track and it's very predictable because it's already laid out and you're safe inside your little carriage. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> that makes sense. So as you're sitting here today, right, you're, you're looking for something bigger. You want what your soul is looking for. You're looking for a higher purpose. And I see you, you're at the top of this uh, run on your, your sort of track and you're sitting, you're perched at the top and there's a drop that's about to happen and you're looking out and I can just see this beautiful expanse. Like, you know, when you go skiing and you get to the top of the chairlift or the gondola and you step out and you could just see 360 degrees around you. Like, that's what it looks like to um, where you're standing and you're perched here on the edge, looking at the view and the drop is right there. And the encouragement is that that drop does not have to be as frightening as you are telling yourself that it's going to be because there's this element of it being like a ride or a roller coaster. And, you know, you kind of get to the top and there's that anticipation and then you drop down and you scream and you are a little bit scared, but you enjoy the ride at the same time. And so that's your invitation. How can you frame or reference this next step? as something fun and something exciting and something that is taking you on a wild ride. So when I offer that to you, what comes forward for you? Well, you know, part of the thing that prompted the sabbatical is um, I sort of got bored because I'm at the top of my career ladder, <laughs> my current job. And yet at the same time, the idea of doing this for the next 15 years is just stultifying and so all of that completely resonated yeah the I there is a there is a part of me that's like this is all you've ever done like you can't do anything else like there's no way you can do anything else like you're gonna die um or how do you know you can do something else so all of this is is resonating yes 
What does it bring up for you? Like what happens in your body? Sort of a longing. I mean, a longing, you know, looking straight out over, again, just my language, the abyss, which tells you that the fear is there as well, um, of, of what's beyond. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it, the, the vision that I'm having is just, you know, it's, it's beautiful, it's enticing, but it seems so far away. Um, but it brings up a sense of longing. Um, but yet at the same time, you know, my hand remains on the gondola. Mm-hmm. Well, if that longing had a voice, what might it say to you? It's okay. What does that longing really want? It wants to be free. It wants freedom. Fully expressed. What does fully expressed look like? <laughs> you heard a voice. Not what you're doing right now. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it means... I think it really means listening to myself more and following my own, making time for actually even my own inner knowing instead of doing like the next thing that, that got me to the top of the hill, so to speak. There's also a sadness that, that I've been on this track for so long and that so much of my life is over. Is it really over? Well, it's in the past. But is it over? Well, this part of the journey as Catherine, as this embodiment is over. Yes, it's in the past. And even if, you know, I really, and I do believe that time is occurring past, present, and future simultaneously, that my current experience is in the past. However, as you just said, if it's all happening simultaneously, then it's still here with you. Even though in our linear time, yes, it's in the past, but everything you learned, everything you did, experienced, felt, is all still part of you. Oh, I know that. I think I'm just thinking about in terms of the linear time and in terms of like the physical linear time in this physical body that is Catherine. So as you lean into this knowing, this wanting to connect more to your inner knowing, what, how does that show up in your life if you do that? I don't know that I have done that. What might it look like if you were able to do that? I imagine it would feel more like ease and authenticity and something that's a little more wild than what I'm currently living. As you were speaking and that word wild happened, there's this pull, pulling sensation that's happening in my heart. And it's like pulling me forward wanting that, like that word wild was like, whoo. <laughs> and that is, that's me reflecting your soul, like you, like when you allowed yourself to say those things, there was this pulling forward inside you. What do you notice? 
I can definitely feel that. And I had this image of like walking down like a forest path, like following the signs. You know, this is, you know, this is not a straightforward, my previous career was very linear. And so there were certain hoops that you had to jump through at various steps along the way, because it was, you know, it's the hierarchy. And so it was very, it was one track and that was it. There was only one way to succeed. And I think the next phase may be more about wandering. And that word wandering is a beautiful word, especially where we started, where you were on the track. And to get off that track and to wander through life is a very profound way of connecting in with our inner knowing. And that, um, you know, you mentioned nature, enjoying nature. And the combination of those things allows that voice inside us, that our soul to come forward and guide us in the direction of what it is we're here to do. And so do you have things that you are thinking of? Like you're, you're clear that what you have done, you're sort of at the top of the ladder and you really don't want to go back to that. You're different, you've changed and you want to move into this more wandering way of being. Do you have things that you are considering? Well, I have three notebooks, travel notebooks that are really quite profound and spiritual, which I'm considering writing up, like to turning into a spiritual memoir. I am thinking about going, doing my previous job, but, um, but doing it in a really different way. And instead of being so rigid to be to be more flex flexible and to bring in more spirituality and and compassion, frankly, to to my work, as opposed to the way I done my work previously, which was more masculine. I suppose my approach to the work was more masculine. So I want to bring in a, like a more feminine, heart centered approach to the work. And I'm also enrolled in a coaching um, certification course, which will start next month. And so those are sort of, I guess, the three things that I'm thinking about right now. So writing this book, um, becoming a coach, and then becoming like a different kind of, um, I'm a teacher, becoming a different kind of teacher. When you say becoming a different kind of teacher, does that have to be like with your current circumstances back at the same job? No. Is that something you've considered or a possibility? It's something that I've only recently considered as a possibility. So when you were talking, I was just tracking the energy of what you were saying. And the spiritual memoir 
has a lot of really beautiful energy around it. And I also get the sense that you're afraid to step into that. Um, there's some doubt. There's, uh, will it be good enough? Can I do it? Sort of energy around it. And the coaching also has really beautiful energy around it. And the fact that you, you're enrolled and you're starting next month gives that a very, like there's a moving energy with that. Like, yes, you're already on board. You're, you're, you're going for it. Even though there might be some doubt and fear, you're, you're in process. So that, um, you know, there's movement there. And then when you were talking about the, the current job and the teaching, the energy was very different. Like the other two are sort of on the side and then this teaching one wanted to come forward and it, it likes that it wants to be different. Um, however, that's why I asked you if it has to look the same because there's what it's showing me is that there's a chapter that's closed. Like there's, there's, you know, you already know like that, that chapter is over. And the part of you that wants to try to make that work is the part of you that is, is concerned about stepping into these newer uh, adventures. And so it's like, we call it a back door in shamanic practice where that's your back door. Like, oh, I can, I can always just run off back there if I don't succeed or if I get too scared or if I start to feel too uncomfortable. And so that's kind of how you're showing me those choices. So what comes forward for you when I explain it that way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the security of, of going back and I don't want to, you know, what is the putting a phrase like trying to try to turn a pig's ear, uh, a sow's ear into a silk purse? I mean, it's the thing in hand. So surely I can just make it better, um, and I and it will be good enough. And but there's a part of me that really is I'm really over good enough. Yeah, when our soul soul starts calling us, good enough doesn't work anymore because we need extraordinary. And, you know, it's, it's very common to do that where we have the thing we're comfortable doing. And so we want to feel safe that that's always an option. However, when you are as far along in the journey as you are spiritually and intuitively, you're being called to take bigger steps. You're being called to trust, not just in spirit, but in yourself and in what you are capable of creating you've already created the pinnacle of your career. And so we both know that you can do that again. Whatever you put your heart into, you can reach the pinnacle of because you've already done it. The word teacher did resonate in a very strong way when you were talking. So I get the sort of idea that teaching is still going to be part of your path forward, just in a very different way and unrelated to what you're doing now. Related to writing a spiritual book or being a coach. Mm -hmm. There's a part of you, I feel like it's a soul gift to be a teacher. 
there's, uh, that's part of what you're here to do is to teach. Um, and teaching comes in many, many capacities. Many roles, looks many different ways. Uh, I do get the sensation in my body that that is part of who you are on a soul level. I've had many past life progressions where I've almost every one I've been a teacher. <laughs> so again, right? Not needing to go back to that old way of, of being a teacher, because if you've done it in multiple lifetimes, whatever you decide to create and teach from this point forward, you're going to be successful at because it's who you are at a soul level. And that spiritual memoir is like, hopping and skipping around like doing this little happy dance like she might actually do me like I'm so excited she's really like considering doing this like it is so you know, excited I, I, right now <laughs> I, I actually I I was gonna pull the journal out today and um, I I didn't because I went for a walk in nature instead so I'm gonna pull it out after <laughs> this call and I'm gonna at least sit it on my desk if nothing else I haven't read it. I haven't read the last installment in since the first, since I wrote it. And so part of the journey will just be opening that book again and remembering um, everything that I wrote and everything that um, I received on that trip. And there's this beautiful piece too, right? Like you're going to open that book and you haven't looked at it in a long time. And that is also part of this whole process. Like you don't be in any way upset with yourself that you haven't looked at it or given it attention because it was sitting there. There was things happening in you. You needed to reach this point of where you are in your journey because there's, when you open that book, there's a new magical quality that you're bringing to what that is going to be. And you didn't have that until now. And I feel that in my whole body. <laughs> I do too. I actually was going to say, I totally believe that to be true. Yeah. Where can I support you from here? Well, I'm actually, I'm not sure. I mean, this was all very helpful. <laughs> it's, um, it was very reaffirming and optimistic and, and hopeful, actually. You have a lot of that energy around you. You create that. Does this feel like an okay place to land? Um, I, I think so. I think I know what my homework is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to read this uh, spiritual memoir <laughs> when it's published. I'll send you a copy. I would love that. Thank you, Catherine. No, thank you, Sarah. This was really um, helpful and reassuring and motivating. So um, I really appreciate it. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you. A big thank you to Catherine for our call today and her willingness to be on a spiritual path. I feel we've been led to believe that the spiritual path is an easy, all light, all love type of experience when really it's a lot about going into the shadows and a lot about getting really deeply in touch with our internal self and all our wounding and uncovering our medicine that lies deep in those shadows and wounds and bringing them to light. So 
I very much honor those of you that are on this journey, that are feeling that calling of the soul and are having the courage to step forward. And that was a big theme in our call today, how Catherine's soul is calling to her, that good enough is no longer enough, that something bigger, something deeper, something greater than herself is calling her. She realizes that she's reached this pinnacle of where she's been where she's comfortable being and she's ready to stretch she's ready to extend the boundaries of what she knows and step into that unknown and really take on something that has a bigger deeper purpose we touched on the idea of stepping off the cliff and for Catherine it showed up as this sort of drop that was about to happen and there's a very common metaphor in the spiritual community of you know, jumping off the cliff, stepping off the cliff, sort of into the unknown. And that doesn't have to be big and scary. There's so much support. There's so much ability in us to create what that's going to look like as we do take that step into the unknown, into what we're afraid of. Joseph Campbell talks about this in his hero's journey The first step is the call from spirit and the second step in our journey is the refusal of the call where we want to stay safe, where we want to stay in what we know and we're really concerned about taking that next step and so we refuse the call. If we spend a long time in that place of refusal, that's when life starts to get really hard. Spirit will step up and start creating chaos in our lives, essentially, and really pushing us, making it so that it's impossible for us not to grow, for us not to change, and for us not to stretch ourselves. Another thing that came through in this call was the concept of time, which is one that I love. And one that I have been in an experiment with myself around for the last, say, six weeks. I decided to take off my watch and remove any clocks from my house. And of course, obviously, we still have our phones and there's ability to see time. But the agreement that I made with myself is that I was going to choose to look at the time because I found I was in this habit of constantly checking my watch or constantly checking my phone, asking what time is it, what time is it. And what that does and what my experiment has shown me is that I actually have more time now that I don't check the time all the time. (laughs) And when I do check the time, I have an intention that I'm checking the time to create more time for myself because obviously we have responsibilities. My kids have to be at school at a certain time. I have people, clients, things, appointments, yet When I'm not constantly checking my watch, there seems to be a lot more time in the day. And that's because time is really malleable. Time is not as fixed and as linear as we have created it. And obviously, it's been created out of necessity. We we have to proceed through our day and, and show up on time to appointments and things that need to have happen. However, I feel as a society, we're addicted to not having enough time. The first thought in the morning when we wake up for so many people is, oh my gosh, I slept late or oh my gosh, what time is it? I've got to get started on my day. And 
when we fall into bed at night, we tend to think, oh gosh, all those things I didn't get done today because I didn't have enough time. And we are almost slaves to time. So this experiment for me has been opening time in my life. It's been creating more time because we can do that. So I invite you to play around with it. See how you can create more time in your life. It also makes me think of another quote that I probably have shared with you guys before because I love it. And it's, if you can't find five minutes to meditate, then meditate for 10. And I think it just speaks to that quality of time where we get to create it by the quality of our being, by the stillness that exists within us rather than the racing, racing, rushing, rushing that we're so accustomed to. If we really pause and get quiet, get connected with ourselves and open, then we create time. So I'll leave you with that to ponder on (laughs) as we move on to our next topic of soul gifts. And came through in the call that Catherine has a soul gift of being a teacher. And when we come into this life as souls, we carry with us soul gifts that we have acquired in between lifetimes. I actually studied this when I was learning to read Akashic Records, which are the story of our soul. And Akashic Record readings, specifically the way that I know them, are soul readings. And we learn about your primary realm of training, uh, sometimes called an archangelic realm or an energy center of training. In the reading, we also look at what is your soul group of origin. So where did your soul have its very first incarnation? And we also touch on soul gifts in those readings that are qualities of our being that we bring to our life and as with Catherine this didn't sound as a surprise to her because she has been a teacher in multiple lives and that's how our soul gifts work so when we learn to connect into what our soul gifts are they can really help us determine our purpose and get clear on what are our strengths and how can we use them in this lifetime So those are super fun, and I do include them with my clients in any of my programs. And another topic we talked about was back doors, which I love. They're a shamanic practice whereby we have these open back doors or portals into things in this lifetime, but some of those back doors also extend into previous lifetimes. And so through shamanic practice, we can come in and we can close those back doors and it really disconnects us from any energy that is leaking or pulling us back into the old thing that is no longer serving us, the thing that's keeping us safe, the thing that's keeping us sort of tethered to our old way of being. And as we're shifting and changing and upgrading, into who we are becoming, the less we can have that is keeping us in our old way of being, the easier it is for us to really step into that new future version of ourself. So I love playing around with backdoors and how they are showing up in our lives and the things that are sort of keeping us stuck in places that are no longer serving us. And I guess since we're here talking about past lives, let's just have a little bit of a chat about that too. 
in my experience and in all the mythology and study and personal experience of traveling into past lives, they are really real. So if you're kind of on the edge of not really believing or wanting to know a little bit more about that, past lives are other versions of ourselves that have incarnated here on earth. And we talk about them as past lives because we live in linear time. However, all our past lives are happening at the same time. It blew my mind when I first started reading about it. And it actually, though, makes so much sense. And we have this ability that we could access those lives at any given point and use the information from them and pull on our gifts from those lives, pull on the things that we were doing in those lives and and pull those energies and frequencies into this life because everything is happening simultaneously. Back to time, right? Time is now. There really is no past. It is all just now. And so all of our past lives are now as well. They're just in alternate realities on different timelines And in order for our human mind to grasp the concept, we chronologically place them in time. So they have to be past because they already happened. However, since time doesn't really exist, it's all now. So another thing to kind of roll around in your body and in your mind and connect to and just allow it to be however it is for you. How does information land with you, settle with you? You might feel some resistance at first, but just play around with newer concepts. And, you know, maybe for you, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that. I've known that for ages. Um, We're all at different stages in our journey. And that's what's so beautiful because we can learn from each other and give to each other, receive from each other. And have these common shared experiences and ways to connect. That's our show for today. Please, if you love the show, I would love if you could share it, rate it, review it, any way to help the show grow so that more people can be part of our collective awakening. Namaste. Thanks so much for tuning in today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love if you could please leave a five-star review as it helps the show to grow and assists me on my mission of having intuition be a part of everybody's life. For more information on reconnecting with your heart and intuition, head on over to my website, www.themoderndayintuitive.com, where you can listen to free meditations, sign up to be a guest on the podcast, learn how you can work with me in person, find links to my social media platforms, and much more. And a big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place by having the courage to look inward to develop your intuition.